Hello, my friends. I'm back. Uh, Going to present this beautiful new setting to you. And today I'm going to read, try something new, read from this wonderful book, The Bach Flower Remedies, to you. It's written by, well, I guess in German you would pronounce it Edward Bach, but in English probably you'd say Edward Bach. Um, and he wrote this about a hundred years ago. Uh, hey, Sean. Um, and he wrote about healing. So um, it's like the 1930s, early 1930s, this doctor uh, who discovers um, these flower remedies and writes these books about self-healing or alternative healing. And so the first book um, in here is actually uh, three books in one. And the first one is Heal Thyself. And I picked chapter three of that book. Um, I, I'm going to read a couple paragraphs here and then talk about it. So what it says here, right at the start, and I found that baffling. It's like, what we found as disease is the terminal stage of a much deeper disorder. And to ensure complete success and treatment, it is obvious that dealing with the final result alone will not be wholly effective unless the basic cause is also removed. That right away was against the whole medical establishment back then. Now, nowadays, in at least in the alternative realms of healing, it's quite widely accepted. But uh, back then, that was a massive statement, right? Which was also why um, he was very severely attacked. And um, I think his clinic was taken away at some point. Um, there's one primary error which can make, which men can make, and that is action against unity. Wow, that's insane. Like if you come from a spiritual or religious side and you have a sensation of unity, of belonging to, let's say, a divine cosmos, uh, if you have a connection to God, whatever you want to call it, and then you hear someone talking about disease being the direct consequence of action against unity, that says a lot right there. Um, this originates in self-love. And I think what he means by self-love in this moment uh, is this egotistical version of self-love. Because, of course, we got to love ourselves. But there's a difference between loving ourselves or thinking only entirely about ourselves. So also, we may say that there is but one primary affliction, discomfort or disease. And as action against unity may be divided into various types, so also may disease. The result of these actions be separated into main groups corresponding to their causes. I find this so beautiful. So he breaks it down to every disease is the consequence of action against unity. So our soul, us, on, a, on an eternal journey towards unity. And then our ego acting out things and causing disease. Now, the the symptoms or what kind of disease is um, as manifold as actions against unity are. And then after this, he goes into all of them. The very nature of an illness will be a useful guide to assist in discovering the type of action which is being taken against the divine law of love and unity. Now he, um, 
he expands it, not only the law of unity, but the divine law of love and unity. So basically saying any action we're taking against the divine law of love and unity is causing a disease. If we have in our nature sufficient love of all things, then we can do no harm. That is it's just so beautiful. If we have in our nature sufficient love of all things, loving all, forgiving all, reconciling with all, then we can do no harm. Not to anyone and not to ourselves, not causing any disease. Because that love, and he's speaking of unconditional love, not just that human attached emotional version that we consider love these days. Because that love would stay our hand at any action, our mind at any thought which might hurt another. I like that. But we have not yet reached that state of perfection, right? We're pretty immature as humanity. If we had, there would be no need for our existence here. But all of us are seeking Oh, hold on a second. If we had, there would be no need for our existence here. And here he's implying like the whole reason for karma, the whole reason for rebirth, all of that stuff. Because the reason we're here, because we still got to figure stuff out. We still have to work through things. But all of us are seeking and advancing towards that state. And those of us who suffer in mind or body are by this very suffering being led towards that ideal condition. Isn't that beautiful? So our disease is a blessing, which is why we shouldn't interfere with it. We should dive deep into it and understand and feel and meditate on it and ask for guidance to reveal what the actual cause of that disease is so we can grow, so we can understand, so we can past that obstacle that we've created for ourselves on our path towards union. And if we will but read it aright, we may not only hasten our steps towards that goal, but also save ourselves illness and distress, which means you can basically prevent any kind of disease if you do enough introspection and... Um, if you dive deep into enough into your own being to find out what possible discords there could be with the divine law of love and unity. From the moment the lesson is understood and the error eliminated, there is no longer need for the correction because we must remember that suffering is in itself beneficent in that it points out to us when we are taking wrong paths and hastens our evolution to its glorious perfection. Okay, let me go through that again. So from that very moment that we understand what's the reason of our disease, there's actually no longer the need for correction because we got it. So the energetic reason for the situation, for the symptoms, for the disease are dissolved. And then we can th go through the rest of suffering, maybe that is already happening, but it's gone, going to uh, ab off. It's going to just fade away slowly because we've uncovered and we've healed the core issue, right? And it points us. It points out to us when we're taking wrong paths. 
the real primary diseases of men, and now that is really amazing. That part is my favorite part, this paragraph. The real primary diseases of men are such defects as pride, cruelty, hate, self-love, ignorance, instability, and greed. And each of these, if considered, will be found to be adverse to unity. That reminds me very much of um, the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, where he um, lists all these things that you shouldn't do in order to avoid karma. And now he lists all the reasons here. Uh, and some of them uh, remind me of, of some of those principles. You can find them in the Yama Niyama sections of, uh, of the Yoga Sutras. Um, and then after that, he goes through each one of them. I'm, I, I think that's probably going to be too long for this video, but let me just finish this paragraph. Such defects as these are the real diseases, using the word in the modern sense, and it is a continuation and persistence in such defects after we have reached that stage of development when we know them to be wrong, which precipitates in the body the injurious results which we know as illness. Hmm. It's a continuation and persistence in such defects. So we, we are stubborn in our wrongdoing. We stick to these things, even though we know they're wrong. And that's what causes illness. And I think I'm going to go through them. That's a great idea. I'm going to go through them for the next videos. The next one is going to be pride. Hold on, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Leave some comments below. Let me know what you think of that new format. I enjoy it. And uh, since I'm reading anyhow and I'm finding inspiration, I thought I might as well share that with you. And it's an easy way to get me talking.